Hi, I'm Rosh from Energy Matters. Welcome to our podcast, Road to Zero, where we dive headfirst into all things renewable. Join us as we chat with industry experts, tech specialists, and some of your favorite TV and radio personalities asking the renewable energy questions that you want answers to. Our goal is zero carbon future. In today's episode, we're delighted to be catching up with Jason Venning, Country Manager of FEMA Australia. Jason, how are you this morning? Good. Thank you, Roche. Yep, nice to be with you. Going well. Likewise. And the first thing I just want to say thank you very much for your time this morning. I know things are incredibly hectic um, leading up to Christmas, firstly, but secondly, there is a lot going on in the industry at the second, at this particular time, which we'll cover off in a few minutes. Okay, but before we do, um, Jason, just tell me very quickly a bit of background about FEMA and their history in Australia. No problem at all. So FEMA is an Italian company, a family-owned company. So the company itself has been around for nearly 80 years. And right. uh, in March 2020 was when uh, they first came to Australia with the purchase of the ABB Solar business. Uh, and uh, since then, the last 18 months or so, uh, FEMA's been uh, establishing its own footprint in Australia. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, as soon as I first heard that FEMA was an Italian company, what came straight to mind was, you know, the Ferraris of inverters. <laughs> so I'm, 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 hoping you're, I'm hoping your team designed a red, a red FEMA. <laughs> well, actually, yes, we've certainly got something coming out next year that will be available in red. So, yeah, oh. we can definitely fulfil that request. Mate, fantastic. I love it. And Jason, how, when did you actually join FEMA yourself? Well, I, I, like a lot of the team, we came across as part of the sale of the business. So you could say we were sold by ABB to FEMA. So I was with ABB previously uh, yep. running the solar business, and then I came across as part of the acquisition. Oh, mate, that's so simple. So a very easy transition and obviously perfect mm -hmm. for FEMA as well. So they retain yes. the intelligence and the IP as well. That's no, right, no. exactly. So they took over all the facilities, the people, the IP. So yes, they had a, a business ready to go. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. And uh, and Jason, I mean, what if obviously there's a number of different competitors in the industry, but what three things we you know would you say differentiate you from your competitors? Sure. So I mean, a, a couple off the top of my head. Um, so we focus very much on the made in Italy uh, because we are one of the well last two at last count, um, inverter manufacturers, brands that are still manufacturing uh, in Europe. So we're wow. proudly manufactured in Italy. Uh, and uh, with that goes our need to comply with some of the strictest uh, material sourcing uh, and privacy uh, regulations in the world. Uh, so when people buy a FEMA product, they can be assured that the products themselves are ethically sourced and manufactured and that uh, their data will be protected. Which is absolutely so the, fantastic. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, just moving on to the second thing, we also like to promote our warranty. So yep. when we offer a 10-year warranty, we say full replacement warranty. So other competitors say 10 years, but what they really mean is five years, first five years, they'll replace your inverter. Second five years, well, they'll only pay for the parts to repair your inverter. So you'll be potentially out of pocket with other manufacturers, whereas with FEMA, you'll have nothing to pay uh, if inverter fails in the warranty period. And um, last but not least, uh, we are coming out with uh, brand new products as FEMA. 
which will have the latest technology with a bit of that Italian design flair. Uh, so we certainly will be offering something unique in the market that will make us stand out from others. See, when I was take, when I was being a bit cheeky earlier and asking you to uh, develop a Formula One style invert, I was, I was actually joking. So I'm actually mm. thrilled that I, uh, I've preempted your marketing strategy. <laughs> mm. That's right, exactly. It's all about style and flair and, and, and having some cool products because people, particularly residential, you know, they get very proud of the inverter and battery that's in their garage or on their wall and it's a talking point and they like to show it off to friends and family. So we're on board with that. Absolutely. I mean, I still I still remember years and years and years ago when I first got into the industry. I was, I, started, um, I got involved in the sale back in 2009 and I just remember like, you know, going to a customer's house um, to do an in-home presentation selling solar power, and um, and they said, look, come out to my come, you know, come out to my neighbor's house. They've, you know, they've got solar power equipment there, and we're having a barbecue. And just standing out in the garden, everyone was just admiring the inverter and pressing mm -hmm. the buttons and having a look at what the production was. And they mm -hmm. were. It was just like you know. And even to today, like you know, eleven years later, twelve years later, you know, now you got batteries as well. Mm -hmm. So um, and especially with your particular product, which we'll look at in a second. I mean, having that combination of the inverter, the hybrid inverter, as well as being able to add batteries and now EV chargers. I mean, you know, your current your current product is it's incredible. Um, mm. I can't wait to see what's coming up next. Yeah, it'll be um, fantastic. Oh, mate, it will be. And look, just one thing I want to cover off with the three things that you highlighted. I know one thing that's really important to our customer base, you know, consumers when they, they come to NG Matters and say, look, you know, we want to go solar, um, but we really want to work with, you know, credible organizations and, and manufacturers who, but, you know, who can manage, who, who can look after us if there is mm. a problem. And, um, and the fact that you actually not only manufacture in Italy, but you also have Australian, you know, an Australian presence. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's very, very powerful. I mean, whereabouts are you located um, Australia wide? Is it Melbourne specifically that your head office? So we certainly service all of Australia. Our head office, let's say, is in Melbourne. Uh, our, in Sydney, we have our warehouse, repair centre and warranty and tech support team. And I also have people working remotely in Brisbane. So uh, we're spread around the East Coast. We service the whole country. But yes, as you alluded to earlier, yep. we have very good local support for customers. Which is absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, Jason, one thing I did, and we, we, we highlighted it earlier, and it's really, you know, pivotal in the industry right now, because it's causing a lot of, a lot of stress, especially given everything we've gone through with COVID, uh, we've been hit with all this, you know, this compliance, this compliance issue. Now, you know, if you can touch on that quickly, I mean, I believe it's all around DC inverter compliance. What's happening yeah. with that? So, I mean, all manufacturers are in the same boat. Um, so we're all working diligently towards achieving accreditation to the new AS4777.2 2020 standard, and that was fine. But then in November, the uh, Queensland Electricity Safety Regulator threw a massive spanner in the works by uh, suddenly saying, oh, by the way, uh, in order to be compliant, you also need to make sure that inverters with internal DC isolators are tested to the Australian version of the 60947-3 standard. Um, and so the, the kicker there was that there's actually no labs anywhere in the world currently certified to test to that particular standard. So it was quite a ridiculous scenario. So it's just thrown the whole industry into a, a massive panic. And you probably would have seen uh, a lot of um, press releases, uh, stuff from the Smart Energy Council and Clean Energy Council 
We've been writing to energy ministers. We've been trying to get some sanity in this process. So it really just derailed everything and at the worst possible time of the year. So it was, it was just uh, quite uh, crazy and unnecessary uh, thing to do at the last minute and could have been handled so much better. Oh my God. I mean, absolutely. And I've just seen the impact on multiple levels. I mean, from a, you know, from a manufacturer's perspective, like yourself, I'm interested, you know, having finally, you know, managed to get everything in place ready for the, the change certification in mid-December, mm -hmm. I think it is December 18th, to now having this thrown out of nowhere. And then mm -hmm. from a retailer's point of view, with all the major retailers, the majority of retailers have been, you know, in lockdown of some sorts and restricted by what they can actually do for the best part of this year to finally have a couple of months where they can catch up and get mm. consumers installed with solar power to now be asking, you know, having to ask the question, am I actually, you know, a legally allowed to install this inverter? Mm. And, now what, and what's the impact of doing so? And can I get hold of it? You know, it's it's been an absolute, um, look, it has been a joke, to be fair. And mm. I mean, it's, been, it's been incredible to see how the industry has rallied together, especially over the past few days. You guys have been pioneers of that. I've certainly seen the communication coming from yourself and your team mm -hmm. to, um, to rally the troops <laughs> and get behind it. And the industry is obviously, you know, um, you know, done the same thing, so which has been good. Absolutely. So, I mean, the good news is so far Victoria's come to the party uh, with the ESV saying they'll have a six-month grace period to the end of June 2022. Fantastic. Uh, to give time for a lab to be certified somewhere to do this test, and then for obviously inverter manufacturers to um, to do the test. So we're hoping that with a bit more industry pressure and peer pressure, that the other states will quickly fall in line, and we can have all, all have a merry Christmas. Absolutely. Well, we are certainly looking forward to that. And I think we all deserve that as well. So um, that's uh, definitely, well, fingers crossed. Mm. Now, I want to quickly take you to uh, to your uh, recent um, foray on television, Jason, where mm. you uh, you were alongside Energy Matters as one of our as one of our awesome partners, um, appeared on an episode of Renovate a Rebuild, a hit TV show on Channel 9 Life, anyone who hasn't seen it yet. I'm going to mm. quickly play the clip, then I'm going to ask you some questions. Fantastic. You were telling me, Jason, that the FEMA product using the inverter connected to the battery, mm -hmm. it keeps the... Ex explain it to me again. Well, basically the way it works is the inverter is uh, not only um, converting the solar energy into electricity for your home, but it's also used to charge the batteries. So it's what we call a hybrid inverter in this case. Uh, and so it does the solar and the deeds and the battery charging in the one box and very simple system. It's a plug and play system. You can add batteries at any time, uh, depending on your energy needs. And the other smart thing is, with the electric vehicle chargers that we manufacture, they can talk to the solar and battery system and between them, they can work out the best time to um, charge the vehicle based on the amount, amount of solar you're generating or the amount of charge in the battery. So it's a really intelligent system that allows you to maximise the amount of renewable energy you use, for example, in your home or charging your car. Did you enjoy your little foray on television? It was uh, it was fantastic. Um, you know, I, these these things happen in life. You you think never, things are never going to happen, and then suddenly they do. Yeah. So here I am talking to you know ex-block contestants in the backyard of my house about uh, my solar and battery system so yeah it was it was good fun and uh 
yes, the, the running joke in the company at the moment is I'm the official influencer for FEMA Australia. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just out there to uh, maximise the profile of the business and I'm happy to happy to take to do that. Oh, look, good man. And look, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. I think, you know, you have to be flying the flag for your industry and for your brand at all times. And look, it's not easy. I mean, like a lot of people would see, you know, um, jumping behind camera and being absolutely terrified. And in some cases, it is obviously a bit, a little bit nerve wracking. I know I certainly, you know, never assumed ever that I'd be doing anything like that. But once you do and you get quite comfortable, it's okay. And mm. the great thing is, especially with the um, the cast and crew of Renovator Rebuild, I mean, such an amazing team. Mm. It was very professional and um, a really good experience. It was great meet, meeting other people like James Treble and um, and other people behind the scenes that you've only ever seen on TV. So I really enjoyed the experience. Oh, fantastic. Um, what would you, what was your biggest takeaway from the show? If you were just to pick one thing, what would you say was your biggest takeaway from it? Well, I think, um, you know, the, the, the need to, you know, really think about sustainability uh, when you're building or renovating a home, because obviously people think about the dollars and the cents and the time it's going to take and uh, that sort of thing. But more and more, we should think of sustainability as one of the things that we have on our checklist. Yes. So for me, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've thought about it on and off. Uh, in the past, but I mean, that series has really highlighted, you know, all the great things you can do to uh, really create a sustainable home. Even if it's an original home and you're doing a renovation, you can uh, do a lot of good things. So that was my major takeaway. No, absolutely. I mean, for, it was an absolute eye opener. And to be fair, I mean, I haven't yet got to the stage where we've renovated or, or built a house of our own. We're doing that next year, hopefully all going well. Mm. And um, really, I, I'm, I, you know, I look at Renovate a Rebuild almost like a, um, a checklist it's almost like a manual of things to do and things to look for when um when you are going through that process because i had absolutely no idea the level of technology that we had available to us outside of renewable energy um mm. to you know, improve the energy rating and from exactly. the windows and the cladding and the insulation i mean it's yep. phenomenal yep that's right and i mean i'd love to be able to you know do that visualization of um the next building project the way they did on the show that was that was pretty cool Oh, it's absolutely incredible. Waving those goggles and just walking through your build um, mm. in, in life size. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that pretty awesome. Um, Jason, one quick thing I want to ask you as well, just regarding like, you know, technology. I mean, there has been some, from a consumer's perspective, they've noticed a price increase on technology. And um, obviously the industry was tracking quite well. Things were, you know, kept more and more affordable and it still is very affordable. Uh, mm. But at the same token, more recently in the last two, sort of two or three months, you know, it's kind of got, the curve's gone up a little bit. Now, I, you know, there's a couple of major reasons I'm aware of, A, inside of, you know, logistics and transportation. And again, a container these days is hard, but also just the cost with COVID and pro COVID protocol has made mm. things a bit harder, but also a sort of lack of parts um, in certain mm. countries and where the manufacturing takes place. I mean, have you guys been impacted by anything like that? Yes, unfortunately we have. Um, I mean, one of the main issues is... Um, competition for raw materials because there's a lot of companies out there who want these semiconductors and who want um, all these raw materials and at least temporarily they've been in short demand or sorry, short, short supply high demand yeah and so the deeper the pockets you've got the you know the the further you can move yourself up in the queue so unfortunately sometimes we found ourselves you know falling down the queue and we've had to wait longer for our components and therefore that's held up our production and made yeah. it a bit more challenging to um to get the stock 
that we would like to have, particularly here in Australia, since we're so far away from, from Europe. And then you, you add on the transport and logistics problems and they've added cost and time. And we, we can't even rely on ships turning up. I mean, they can be delayed by weeks once they've left to the factory and you, you never really get an explanation why. So we can only hope that it, it stabilises in 2022 and starts getting better. So raw material prices hopefully should start to come down. Good. There's more chip manufacturers coming online in the US example. So hopefully there should be more supply of these uh, components. And uh, yeah, we get back to uh, a bit more of a normal process. No, absolutely. Well, looks 2022 hopefully looks like it's going to be a massive year, a bumpy year for the industry. And the great thing is awareness has never been greater. You know, there's a lot of exciting things happening, especially at a corporate level. I mean, state government and corporate, I've always been very impressed with. I mean, it's just, you know, it's federal obviously gets a little bit frustrating at times. But um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good stuff happening around the country, especially being driven by manufacturers like yourself, which is mm. awesome. Um, mm. Jason, as you know, like Energy Matters, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're pioneers. Or we're not, well, say pioneers loosely, but we're, we're advocates for a zero carbon future. I mean, mm. we, you know, we do what we can. And um, hence, this podcast really is about, you know, understanding, you know, how we can t together can achieve a zero carbon future. I mean, what would you what would you say on a personal level are small changes people can make to move us towards zero carbon? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, forgetting about, you know, putting on solar and batteries and all that kind of stuff. I mean, not everyone can afford that, um, which is which is fair enough. So I think people can just think more about when they're using energy and how much energy they're using you know do they really need to run that air conditioner all night do they really need to have the temperature at 20 degrees as opposed to 22 23 degrees when they're um driving around in their car i mean do they really need to um make that trip in the car can they take public transport can they use some other way to get around that um uh, is using uh, less energy I think with this new hybrid working model that we're seeing as a result of COVID, um, that can also help. I mean, do you really need to do the daily commute into the office every day? Uh, can you, you know, save time and energy um, by not driving your car in to the office every day? So, I mean, there are these little things that people can do before you even get to thinking about investing in things like solar and battery. But obviously, that's the, you know, the next step that really starts to have a big impact uh, on how much uh, energy that you use uh, from, you know, fossil fuel generation sources, for example. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. That's fantastic. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, like us even having chats, you know, I was in Sydney filming uh, for Open Homes Australia um, yesterday. And even there, I was just chatting to somebody at the airport and they're like, oh, look, you know, there's, I, you know, I, I can't fit solar power in my home. I mean, there's not much I can do. I was mm. like, you'd be surprised. Just a couple of little changes, just a little, a few little things everybody was going to implement across the entire planet would make a significant difference mm. like significant and that's what it's going to take really it's you know everybody just you know taking on board one or two things doing the best they can do and then just mm. adding to that and adding to it and before you know it you know we're out you know we're out of the woods yeah um, that's right from a sustainability perspective jason what what else are fema doing i mean obviously yes you manufacture amazing technology mm. and we've obviously played that video there's some great stuff coming next year but what are the sustainability um, you know, strategies have FEMA got in place? Well, I mean, we try and do some extra things. For example, uh, in our electric vehicle charges for the home, the AC wall box, the casing of the product is made entirely of 100% recycled plastic. Awesome. Um, 
also on our new inverter range coming out next year for residential um, uh, purposes. The uh, plastic parts on the inverter are again made of 100% recycled plastic. And also for our new range next year, every unit sold around the world, we will ensure that one tree gets planted uh, for every inverter or battery that we sell next year from our new uh, power range. So oh, again, man, awesome. relatively small things, but they do add up and we're trying to reduce you know, our impact on the environment as well when we are manufacturing our products. No, that's very inspiring, Jason. Look, absolutely brilliant. And look, I, as, I've, as I've always said to you, you know, I, um, FEMA is one of those brands that since we first met and since our organisations first crossed paths, I mean, we're so inspired by you, know, you guys as a manufacturer and in terms of, and, and as also as pioneers for this industry, I mean, the technology, the styling, the quality of product, you know, it's it's phenomenal and it's giving consumers the choice they've been, you know, you know, really craving for such a long period of time. So good on you, mate. I mean, I'm just hoping that this whole issue sort of blows over and we can get it resolved. And then mm. 2022 is a very, very successful for yourself and for your, the organization and for the industry on the whole. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, it's great to work with um, partners like yourself at Energy Matters and uh, certainly for, for FEMA, um, I'm excited that we'll be releasing more new products next year and sort of from say 12 months from now we would have basically refreshed almost our entire inverter string inverter portfolio with new designs and technology so we really think they're going to make a big impact on the market and our customers are certainly uh, getting excited already and we can't wait for them uh, to be available next year now that's very exciting well watch this space um, Australia, and uh, we can't wait to see what's in store for 2022. Jason, you take care. Have a very safe and uh, merry uh, festive period. Thank you. You too. Great to talk. And, uh, yes, look forward to catching up in the new year. Thank you very much. So, guys, before we finish up, just uh, just my, my regular energy matter, Spruik. Uh, remember that you can get up to three free solar and um, quotes via our website and a free energy bill comparison, um, energymatters.com.au. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and please follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn pages. Um, thank you all very much and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast.